what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey, welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We all know that health is complex and multifaceted. Amy Chang and Fran Paradine are here to break it down, talk it up, and learn from a whole slew of really amazing guests. Fran and Amy are both health coaches, and just like health, their practices and viewpoints are individualized. You'll hear different takes on the same information as they discuss all things health, and you'll learn with them as they talk with guests who explore all different areas of health. Every episode will be fun, informative, and entertaining. If you like what you hear, please follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey, welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast with Amy and Fran. And today we are joined remotely by Katrina Belmont, and we are thrilled to have her. So let me tell you a little bit about Katrina. She's an amazing woman overall. Um, She's the owner and a therapist at Resilience Therapy and Wellness, which opened in 2019. Um, She has got six female therapists working for her in Resilience Therapy and Wellness, um, and they are kind of scattered throughout the state. They do mostly virtual. Um, So that's really awesome. And then just to add a little something more to her plate, um, in 2022, just recently, she opened C7 Fitness Studio, which is a fitness studio that has bar, Pilates, yoga, um, and a lot of kind of overall wellness programs there. It's really cool, and I'm excited to hear more about that. So Katrina has been working in the wellness field for 15 years. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from App State and a Master's Degree in Mental Health Counseling from Lenore Ryan. She's a license. She's licensed as both a clinical addiction specialist and a clinical, clinical mental health counselor. And we are thrilled to have you, Katrina. So thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So first of all, just to kind of start off, what um, got you interested in mental health? You have created amazing things uh, in the state of North Carolina. And I'm really curious to hear kind of what drives you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, So just, I mean, you know, in a nutshell, I have struggled with anxiety for as long as I can remember. And it was like kind of one of those pretty much since it really started roaring its head, probably that lovely tween puberty age, 12, 13, that I was like, you know what? I think I want to help other people dealing with this shit. Like this is, this is intense, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so pretty much since I was about 12, I was pretty gung ho on doing something in psychology of some capacity and um, really just growing for it. And I think, you know, recognizing sometimes just having someone listening that knows and understands what you're going through can make such a difference, you know, because mental health makes you feel very isolative sometimes. And so that just, you know, being there for others and making them feel like they're not alone was really a driving factor for me to get started. I have a question. Did you um, look at me? I was, I was raising my hand. (laughs) Sorry, I went into student mode. Your turn. Your turn. You know, I did read that uh, you sort of found this calling, this passion when you were 12. 
And now I hear you say that, you know, listening and just having someone that's had that experience or can at least be with you in your own experience is such a help. And I wondered, um, is there a specific person or experience that you had that led you into that, um, that breakthrough insight? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) well, we won't go too deep here, but, um, oh, let's see. How can I condense this down? My mom was more of, she had me really young. So she was eight, 17 when she got pregnant with me, 18 when she had me. Mm -hmm. So very young and I love her. Um, however, she was, she tried much more to be my friend than my mother growing up, you know, so not to, to get too deep here, but, um, to answer your question, it was almost the opposite of that. Right. So it was love my mother, but wait a minute, this isn't quite what I need. Right. So recognizing at that age, like, I think there's, there's more to this when you're struggling to like recognize the different puzzle pieces, the different community that has to come together to really help you. And so it was actually, and I probably subconsciously didn't quite realize all that at 12, right? But looking back on it now can see where I was like, yeah, this isn't quite filling my cup up the way it should be, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like motivating me to try to figure out the resources around me that, that were, does that make sense? You know, you know, even at 12, you were smart enough to know what your self-care needs looked like and, and you went to go find them, whether it's subconscious or not. Right. What a gift. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like recognizing, you know, they weren't quite being met the way I needed them to be. I mean, and then again, every 12 year old, I think I've got one at home. (laughs) I'm reliving right now. I have the t-shirt that says it. (laughs) What is it? Through three going through uh, the age of 12. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, motivating to figure out, okay, wait a minute, there's more to this life. Like we got to figure out what, what's going to work here, you know? So kind of, um, adding on to Amy's question, it was there somebody in your life who who did fill that role, who really kind of let you feel safe and heard, um, in a way that you thought, okay, this, I want to be doing this for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I want to have some prolific answer for you, but honestly, (laughs) I honestly know. And I guess it's kind of sad to say that I did have an English teacher and I will say like, she was one that as soon as you both had asked that, I kind of was like putting her in the back of my head because she's just the first that popped up. And it wasn't that we had any long drawn out heart to hearts every day, but I also think she kind of showed me what a healthy um, relationship could look like with an older female. Does that make sense? So like a mentorship, right? Um, Like I said, kind of having that mother as a friendship, I didn't recognize some of those like boundaries of what a healthy relationship could look like. So she was my, I think, sophomore English teacher. And I'm friends with her on Facebook, Miss Bailey. I loved her to death and I still sing her praises to this day. Um, so I guess she's the one that keeps popping up. So I'm going to throw her out there as maybe some of that building block for myself. Yeah. Shout out Miss Bailey. Yeah. I love it. Man, sophomore year is tough. Every yeah. person I talk to, man, sophomore year is the stinky one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to 
we know why you decided to do what you did and that you followed your path and got your education and you've got your family and you're in Hickory and you've got a thriving practice with different practitioners and you've got C7 Studio. Yes. So um, what is it in the last, I'm going to say, you just opened C7, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. May of this year. So what led you to open that? There must have been, I find that when people start a new business or open a new, create a new product, they're hearing something from their people that is not being met. And they're like, oh, I can contribute to that. So what was it that that led you to create C7? Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely ties in to the mental health piece too, obviously, which is part of the driver for me. Um, so I was not an athlete um, in high school and middle school and no kind of upbringing of whatsoever. I was like, you told me to run the mile and I was finding every excuse not to. Um, and when I got pregnant with my son back in 2009, had him in early 2010, I gained a ridiculous amount of weight. I went from like 130 to 189. They could not figure out why other than he was just a big old baby. Um, But obviously living most of my life around 130, 140, all of a sudden I'm tipping into the 200s after I had him. And it was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to do something about this. So initially it was just this vein, like got to lose weight. And then all of a sudden I started on this fitness journey and was like, wait a minute this helps. This helps my anxiety. This helps my depression. This helps my level of motivation. Like all these boxes all of a sudden that are checked. And then I turned into this huge cardio junkie because I was just like obsessed with this whole mind blowing concept that this thing that I'm doing is actually helping all these other areas, not just losing weight. Right. So I became an instructor at the Y and was teaching classes there and also loved that sense of community. Right. Like every day, every Everybody just shows up and they're there and it becomes like a sense of family. Um, And so obviously that kind of fell off with the pandemic and just with everything I was doing, um, I was kind of backing away from being able to accommodate that. But what I really wanted to do was create more of a, the word intimate comes to mind just because I do feel like it can be an intimate experience, if that makes sense. Like just learning how your body moves, learning all the amazing things your body can do. And so that really drove me to say, wait a minute, like not only do I want to offer this, I want it. I want people to understand this is a whole package and you don't have to get it just right. You don't have to do it all the time. Right. But like just putting in that effort here and there and like learning about yourself and what works and what doesn't like it's so it's so huge. I say it every day to my clients, you know, Um, so I I don't know. I kind of veered off there, but I think I answered your question for the most part. So and what I heard from you is that. Um, you know, I get it that the building awareness of your body is something that you've found with um, instructing people. But I hear this overwhelming sense of gratitude, too. Like I, I too, went from 140 to 200 with each all three of my pregnancies. And my kids were six pounds. Really? Okay? They were not they didn't come out. No 10 pound baby. All right. Mama <laughs> packed on 60 pounds is every bit of me. Right. Wow. So, yeah, I totally get that when I listen to you talk about that time, you had a harder time appreciating your body. Oh, yeah. You came into that and now you're giving that to other people, you know, and that's that sense of healing and and drive. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I hear you, sister. 
Yeah. yeah. And Katrina, can you tell us a little bit more about kind of the structure of like, first of all, the, the name is, is C7 Fitness. And so that's curious. Um, yes. And then when, so what, when I hear you talking about kind of creating a very safe space for people yes. to come where they can explore their bodies and they can feel accepted and they have that community and they're working out and there's a mental health piece. Um, how, how does that all come together? Yeah. Well, again, May, you know, it's, it's still my baby. And I have to remind myself of that because I get, I get very discouraged. And what I've had to start saying to myself is I can't force people to be well. I can just offer them the opportunity, right? 100%. So like, you know, it's, it's like I tell my clients, once you start tapping into that authentic self, mm. you just want to scream like, hey, it's better over here. I promise. Like, come on, you know, but you can't force people to go there, right? Okay. And so, so can we say that one more time? Right. For people in the back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Please. Uh, Once we get authentic, your life just opens up. Yeah. It really does. And I get so discouraged and frustrated because I see, right? You know, I see the possibilities within my clients, within friends, within community. And I'm just like, come on, y'all, y'all can do it. But I, I you know, they got to want to because, again, then it loses its authenticity. And as a therapist, you know, it's in their own time, right? Like they, people have got to get to the place where the cons outweigh the pros or there is some huge motivator for them because it's, it's really scary to make a change. Oh, it is. It's terrifying. And so, yeah. And and, I mean, yeah, I was a therapist for years. And so you you just, you have to be where they are and there's no forcing them. So I can understand when you open this amazing studio with all these things to offer. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, why aren't they beating down the door? Right. Yeah. So and obvious. Oh no, right? And yeah. and I I am in the same boat with y'all. Wherever a person is, is perfect. Yeah. Wherever they are is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And whatever happens next is perfect for the thing that's gonna happen next. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so um, I do get a little impatient when I watch people suffering in their own inauthenticities, yes. if they're in their negative self-talk, if they're yes. in there not appreciating their body, if they're in there, you know, why does everything bad happen to me? Why is that girl over there so buff? Why is that girl over there so rich? Why, you know, it's painful to watch. 100%. Um, and, it, and it's 100% perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, years, years ago, I've, I've worked with my, I have my own therapist, which is very necessary. Um, and, you know, I, I had this breakthrough and I was like, how have I not gotten here before? Like, oh my goodness, this is huge. And she just simply was like, you aren't ready. Yep. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. Like I was not ready. And if I would have been given that and had that moment, it would not have been received the same way as when I was ready. Right. Exactly. And so same goes for taking your first yoga class or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the C7, I, I like, you know, I'm, I love some good analogies, some, some play on words. Like I'm, I'm a big dork when it comes to that, but um. So there's actually a child pediatrician that created the seven C's of resilience. And so resilience, therapy, and wellness, seven C's, C7. Yeah, you see what I'm doing there. So they're competence, confidence, connection, character, 
contribution, coping, and control. Mm-hmm. And when I stumbled across those, I just thought like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get across here. These are the things, these are the building blocks. So even though he was a pediatrician, he was emphasizing the needs for kids. We need all those things as adults too, if not just as much, you know? So really wanting to help kind of create that space and that play on resilience, of course, um, and, and having that as an option. And so really just trying to figure out you know, where are people in the community? What do they need? What do they want? And and it's been a trial and error kind of playing around with different times and different classes and everything, but it's it's getting there slowly but surely. Right. So with, actually, with you, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Amy, go ahead. What the F? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's try to have at least one what the F moment of podcast. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> um, what I was going to ask is I, I noticed on your schedule, you had several different types of classes. What kind of classes do you offer and um, how do you choose what types that you do want to offer to the community? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, being less than six months in, I still am feeling like I'm kind of in a trial and error period. You know, what is wanted and I it's it drives me crazy. I love a good A plus B equals C and there really hasn't been one with this. Um, you know, some weeks people come, some weeks people don't. Um, some classes are busy in the others. But I'm just really wanting to explore. So I've got I just started some senior classes. Um and you know I'm really excited. I don't even have this up on the schedule yet. Um but I was approached by a lady who teaches Tai Chi and she's going to be offering a uh, women's self-defense classes that we're going to have at the studio. So I think that's great. Um, I'm just always trying to tap into what times and days work um, and meeting, you know, clients where they are. So Pilates, yoga, bar. Um, I think all those classes kind of help you going, going back to what I was saying earlier, learn about your body, learn how to move your body, showing yourself what your body is capable of. Oh man, there is such power, confidence, empowerment in asking your body to do something and seeing exactly what she will do for you. It's like, dang, Nellie, I didn't know you were packing that heat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, as a gym owner for the, you know, for a couple of years for CrossFit Hickory, I find that it ebbs and flows. Sometimes our community wants senior classes. Other times, you know, no seniors are walking in the door. Sometimes it's that 8 a.m. women's only class. Sometimes it's that 5.30 p.m. like, you know, only Olympic lifting class. So it is that continual dance. And it would just be so much easier if it was A A plus B equals C. (gasps) I I have no, yeah, I've got no advice for you on that, Katrina, except like, you know, don't get too set because by the time you get set, the community will go for something else. Yeah. Well, so, but I also think that you do offer something that other people, the other fitness studios don't, right? I mean, just your mindset around mental health and the whole picture and like the complete wellness that you, you recognize that it's not just about coming in and taking a class. Right. right. What sets you apart is that um, the entire understanding of what it is to be well. Mm. It's not just eating right. It's not just exercise. It's not just community. It's not just relationships. It is all of that plus mm-hmm. more. Um, mm-hmm. So when somebody walks into your studio, what ha- is there a way that um, is there something that sets you apart or sets your studio apart from, from walking into the Y or walking into um, another fitness studio? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think it's exactly what you said, you know, and I'm continuing to try to build on that. You know, I've worked with um, graphic designers and digital marketers and, the, you know, that's always the the golden question. You know, what is it that sets you apart or who are you trying to go to? Um, you know, just a, another kind of side shoot. One of the um, areas that I specialize in is the LGBT community um, with my practice. And um, I've really been thinking about ways to... Um, again, continue that safe space and even a bigger, a bigger realm, you know, um, because I don't know, you know, with it, with everything you, you deal with in the community, right? Like you have to think, where am I going to be accepted and where am I not? And that's unfortunate, but we have to think about that, you know, and then if there's any other little things that come into consideration that may change that, you know, so really wanting that welcoming space. Um, and that's not, I'm not poo-pooing any other, you know, studios and saying yeah. they don't, but I just really want to emphasize that. Um, the smaller class sizes, the more intimate kind of level, you know, um, obviously wanting people to be well, but also just wanting that, you know, again, wellness coming together. I mean, Fran, you pretty much nailed it there with just having a little bit of it all mm -hmm. um, and wanting that to be able to grow. And then it's located for those that are familiar with Hickory, the Mountain View area of Hickory. So it's, it's trying to kind of build on um, a more rural area as well. And you, you actually teach some of the classes, correct? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I am certified in Pio, which is a Pilates and yoga um, fusion class. So I do teach that um, as well as some bar classes. So yeah, I try to sprinkle in teaching um, along with seeing clients in there. And with and another thing to set me apart with some of my clients, what I offer, um, if I feel like it's fitting is we will we'll do like 30 minutes of the traditional talk therapy, and then I'll end with going back into the studio and doing like some maybe, you know, if it's stress relief, you know, maybe it's yoga, or maybe I pick it up, you know, pick up the pace and do a little more fast paced type stuff, get the heart rate up, get rid of some of that anxious energy. Um, so there's a handful of clients that I do that type of approach with as well. So you are actually incorporating some of this body movement into your, the traditional therapy setting. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's, that sets you apart for sure. I don't think there are yeah. a lot of people doing that. No, you no. Know, when I go yeah. to the gym and have a good workout and then I go to therapy, shit gets done. Yeah. I mean, I am more clear. Yes. I am uh, more at peace. I'm more confident in myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden, some of the emotional lifting that we have to spend the first 10 or 15 minutes sort of sorting through, we don't have to do. Yeah. And I can go into like, wow, I had this insight that actually I was mad at her, but it was totally my fault because I was being manipulative. <laughs> yes. Now yes. we can talk about that, you know, instead of yeah. taking the 25 minutes for me to unwind all that. Right. Right. 100%. And I'm also, you know, I, I've just recently got a personal trainer who is over at the CrossFit, actually Taylor, um, to teach some classes. Cause the, there's another Taylor thing. Key, wait a minute. Taylor Keys? Yes. Yeah, she's teaching oh, at my studio. She has my yes. heart, man. I love yes. her. She's popping up everywhere. She's everywhere. I'm I really like her. I really like her a lot. Um, but this is my other thing that I'm wanting to figure out and I'm still kind of grooming and working on and building on is this idea. I love lifting weights. I love it. 
But if you would have told me that 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, no, that's gross. I wouldn't do that. You know, so I, I'm also wanting to create this space that helps show women like weights are amazing and being strong is the new skinny, you know, like it's like forget skinny. What I can do being strong is so much more incredible than what I can do being skinny. And, um, but it's scary. It's intimidating, right? You know, um, the first time I ever squatted any amount of weight, like I was terrified. Um, and so my husband owned an MMA gym for years and he has a ton of equipment downstairs. So I've gotten to see and learn in a more small setting, you know, and I saw the benefit to being a little less intimidated by that as well. So I'd love, you know, part of what I want to do too with the studio that I'm still working on is have those building blocks, you know, have women Mm -hmm. come in and show them just with some little five, 10 pounds, what, what you can do and how amazing your body can show up for you. And then if you want to upgrade to the CrossFit, go for it, go do it. I dare you, you know, (laughs) um, but wanting to kind of be some of the building blocks for, for women to see that, um, it it really does work and we're not going to get all big and bulky if we, if we lift some weights. No, actually weightlifting is, is really important and really good for so many. Yeah. There's so many benefits of it, but I also love the idea that you are recognizing that one size doesn't fit all, right? It's not, not everybody's going to come in for a Pilates or a yoga that people are, you know, they're individuals and they're bio individual. And some days I love going for a hike and other days I want to go, you know, lift some weights. And so you're it sounds like you're really recognizing that there is a whole gamut out there and there's benefits to every one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what I love, you know, being at the CrossFit for a zillion years and, and now being a health coach and Fran, Fran and I talked about this before people come to you and say they want one thing and actually the benefits that they get are just completely different. And they're like, wow, I didn't even know that I wanted to be joyful in my life. <laughs> <laughs> or, or that I wasn't joyful or that I didn't have yeah. enough joy. Like, the, yeah. like what they didn't know, they didn't know. No, right. Yeah. And so I really like the way, Katrina, you've set up an environment where um, those things are highlighted. Like I don't highlight at CrossFit, hey, by the way, uh, after coming here for six months, you're going to be more empowered with your husband. Your conversations are going to shift and you're going to be more authentic with him. And you're yes. going to not believe how strong and courageous you are. Yeah. Because now you can do a pull up. Yes. You know, right. That's something that, you know, isn't advertised. Um, it's not part of it, but you, you with C7 have put that in the forefront. Yes. Hey, come to me, however you are. Yeah. I want you however you are. We love you however you are. And these are the things that we offer. And and the intimacy is what's going to bring you that appreciation and that gratitude and all those C7s yes. for your life. That's that's the uniqueness is that it's out front. That's out front on the stoop. It's not what yeah. you get when you go back in the locker rooms after six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, a hundred percent. And one of my new approaches in the more recent has been, we've got to get away from happy and people are like, what? And I was like, hear me out, hear me out. Happy is not a constant, right? So happy is great. I want you to be happy. But I think in our society, we are always like trying to get that next fix of happy, right? That next um, dopamine, that next adrenaline hit, which again, 
can be good adrenaline, you know, but um, I say there's a reason a roller coaster is short, right? That adrenaline is not supposed to be lasting. It taps into those cortisol levels and it messes us up if we're in a constant state of adrenaline. So I say, why don't we try peace? Because we can have peace as a most, mostly constant, right? You know, and so with that, you know, and I think Again, that's one of those unknowns when you start working out and you start prioritizing your health, you start feeling more at peace, right? You're not as on edge. You're again, your cortisol levels are leveling out. You know, you have somewhere to put that anxious energy. Um, But that's that unknown that they don't even recognize, you know, that they're gaining from it until all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm less agitated. I'm less anxious. (laughs) You know, I'm being less of a bitch right now. This is nice. Where did this come from? you put somewhere, you know, so that's, that's my new approach. A lot of times with clients, like let's get away from happy and what brings you peace. Yeah. That's a, that's a complete mindset shift, right? You're like, it's like people are, you know, I mean, with all the social media, it's this instant gratification, like, Oh my God, that person's going on this trip. I need to go on this trip or this, per- you know, oh, no. so much fun. I want to do that. It's like this constant in your face bombarded with everybody else is having so much fun. And so happy and everybody looks great. And I'm not like, what the hell's going on in my life? Um, And so I really, so to get people kind of out of that and recognizing that actually the, the, the um, baseline of calm and peace and it is, (laughs) Amy's taking a big breath. I know. Can we just all take a breath right there? Like, Oh, calm and peace. (sighs) Yes. And there's so, so many places to go from there. Yes. Right. Yes. And then exactly. to be able to return there. Yes. After return. the sadness, after the anger, after the yes. happy, like to yes. be able to get back to that. I'm okay. That and you know, when, you, when you start talking about the bombardment of social media, I, I get this. Um, it, it's just an opportunity, right? It's like when you're trying to meditate and you're ADD and so your thought, like your thoughts are disruptive, like 40 times a minute and you're having to return yourself to your breath. But if you think about it, that's just 40 reps, man. You just hit 40 yes, reps absolutely. in the gym of returning back to your breath. All the practice. Yes. All the practice. So if you can have that, um, we can say peace. I am digging serenity right now with the, yeah. some of the work I'm doing, I'm digging some serenity. So if you can like really root in some serenity, even if you do scroll your <laughs> Instagram and provide yourself an opportunity to get yeah. triggered, to get yeah. angry, to miss the things that you used to have, to want the stuff that you've never had, to be mm-hmm. all hitting your it's unfair button or why am I not skinny button or, mm-hmm. you know, why they have a functional marriage, right? Like yeah. all of that stuff. And it just gives you that place to, to go back to. It's just an opportunity to practice. Yeah. That's 100%. a great way to look at it. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love you. I knew I was going to love you when I, lo- <laughs> when I was talking you online. You guys hadn't met before. I don't think so. I don't no. Think- no. A little yeah, old history. It is funny how many people you don't meet in Hickory. Because it's not that big. Right? Mm-hmm. But then the like 20 weird connections, right? Yeah. That are inevitable, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Small town. Well, I, is there anything else that you, if you were to stand at the mountaintop, and scream to the world what you wanted them to know today. 
what would that be? Yeah. Um, oh God, so many things, so many things. Um, you know, I think it's, I, I, I want so bad to be like a prolific writer and speaker, but I'm not. So I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Um, but no, it, it's, it, it goes exactly what to, we've weaved in this whole conversation, that authenticity, like, you know, like, and, and it's, you can't explain it until you start tapping into it, but it's, it's so beautiful and it's so freeing and it's so serene and it's so calming you know, to just tap into it and not worry about what it is, you know, because people are going to talk, right? That comparison fatigue that we get from social media scrolling, right? Um, it's inevitable. Even those of us that are tapped into our more authentic selves, you know, that I keep saying the universe has been testing me lately, but I just keep returning back to that authentic self, right? Like, I gotta, I gotta let you go. I could, you know... I could stoop down to y'all's level, but, but what would that bring me? You know, y'all not being you two, uh, but whoever is, is testing me in the moment. Right. So tapping into that authentic self um, and slowing down, mm. slowing down's a big one, big mm. one for me right now in this new season. Mm. Um, I'm really trying cause I can always, my high functioning anxiety, man, I'm like, what else can we throw on? Um, it looks great on paper, right? I'm the president of a Catawba Valley Association of Counselors and Therapists. I have an Airbnb up in the mountains that I run. I have a fitness studio. I, it sounds great, right? Great. But what do I have left for myself at the end right. of the day, for my child, for my husband, but mostly for myself, mm. right? Um, so it's really tapping into, I'm, I'm proud of all those things, right? But I've got to make sure I still have something in my cup and not just trying to check a box. Right. So boundaries, like yeah. setting boundaries <laughs> around recognizing boundaries. yourself, like where, when you need that and reminding yourself that even if you let that go, let that thing go, you, you're not doing it right now, that you are still valuable. You're still mm-hmm. you. You still have so much to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm not, you know, the, the idea that that negative self-talk, Amy, I think you were talking about earlier that we get into of like, I've failed if I don't, right. Whatever fill in the blank after that goes, you know? Um, And so honoring yourself and respecting yourself and having boundaries for yourself, but also just letting yourself exist, you know, I, I, and that's, you know, I say we got to get away from that checking the box approach. Yeah, I actually, it took me two hours this morning to do my morning routine of the the praying and the reading and the journaling and, you know, also the feeding of the cat who needs to be fed outside the dogs who then need to go outside and poop out the front door so I can put the cat out the back door. You know, it's like the animal farm shuffle around yeah. here. And I was uh, leaving from my house and I was thinking, wow, it has taken me two hours, you know, to, and then I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. It's taking you whatever perfect time it is. You're doing a podcast. It's audio. You don't need a shower. You know, getting those, getting everybody settled, having my time. Mm -hmm. I I have renamed boundaries, self-care activities. Yes. We're going to, let's, let's just plan. Can we plan this now? Can we plan to have a whole separate episode on boundaries slash self-care activities? Yes. 
Yes. I don't know if I get to be a part of that, but oh, yes. No, I was invited. You're in. Yes. You are yes. in. You're in yes. the council. Yes. My two favorite words, boundaries and self-care. Okay. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah, because I've really screwed up a little bit recently. I actually made a promise to someone and then like halfway through it realized I had not considered myself needs before I promised that. And I had to just pull the plug and it really screwed up their week. And I had to clean up about that and learn moving forward. Yep. You know, and so it really, I've written some things down. I think we can make an episode. Oh, there we go. All right. right. Let's plan it. Yeah. All right. Last question, Fran. Last question. You had that last question. What was the, yeah. I know it was a great question to end on. The, wait, are you asking me the, to ask her the great question to end on? Yeah. Okay. So what, Katrina, personally, what uh-huh. is the lesson that you need to um, keep that, that keeps coming up for you over and over again? Yes. And that is, is probably um, going back to the busyness. I, I, I'm just really emphasizing that. I was actually looking, here it is. Brene Brown, who, you know, I'm Brene. Um, which I don't know. I know this is where you end, but I'd love to throw some like book recommendations. Yeah, sure. Um, you guys may have already read them, but they've been good. So here it is. It takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. I know y'all have probably heard it, but I literally have to read it to myself on a regular basis. Um, because it it is, um, I will, I will probably walk my two to three miles every morning for hopefully the majority of the remaining part of my life, right? Like the rest of my life. That is my thing. That is my meditation. I honor that for myself. It is my clearing the mind. It's how I now start my mornings, right? But giving myself my permission for those days where I don't, right? Um, Those days where maybe I don't lift weights. Those days I do have to reschedule clients because maybe I'm just not there, right? So I've just, that's what I'm working on for myself and also part of what I'm wanting to relay to the world, right? We get so consumed with society, we don't even realize it. Right. All right. So will you read that one more time and then we'll end there? Yes. Yes. Slow it down. Yeah. It takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. Yeah. Amen, sister. Amen. Beautiful. Good thank stuff. you so much for yes. joining us. No, today. thank you guys. I get to talk and I get on the things I'm passionate about. So I hope I didn't talk your heads off too much. It was perfect. No, but we're going to have to break this up. I mean, we're going to have to have like, this may be a five series episode. I don't know. Special yeah, let's guest. Do it. Let's do it. I'll keep, I'll keep coming on. But okay. So Atomic Habits, if y'all oh, have no. not already. Yep. yep. Do it. Do it. It's one that I think I'll probably continue to revisit. Um, excuse the language, but another good one. Uh, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm-hmm. Great one. Um, so those have been my two, my two recommendations lately that tie into a lot of what we've talked about today. Okay. And we can put those in the show notes. Yes. 
Okay, perfect. Did you like how I asked that as a question? Because Fran, you should know, does the show notes. She is. <laughs> thank. I'm. I'm so grateful that she does that. I. I just show yeah, up on showered. We, we made good partners. <laughs> we both have very. We have different strengths. Strong suits. We're good balance for sure. Um, and which what which book um, from Renee Brown was that? Oh, that's just one of her quotes. I don't know. I'm assuming it probably is. Okay. Um, I, think it's book, I think I've read it and it must have been one of her earlier ones. That might be The Gifts of Imperfection. I was thinking that's what it is because we. I'm actually going to do a book club on The Gifts of Imperfection. I love it so much. It's and so I think good. it's just been out 10 years and she did some podcast stuff and there's a workbook. There's all kinds of things. All kinds of stuff. And, and I find that that book in particular, all the books really... Um, I heard, I think it was Seth Avett, I might have this wrong, of the Avett brothers, when asked what the meaning of a song was, he was like, well, it changes every time you play it, and it changes every time someone hears it. I love that. Me too. And how can you not love the Avetts? So, you know, when you, I think when, when you are ready for that message and you get it, you get it. So yeah. people could literally, if they are getting stuff from this podcast, they could listen to this episode over and over. Yes. yes. You know? I've done that with some of Glenn Doyle's. I don't know if y'all are a fan of her for Untamed, another highly recommended book. Yeah, some of her one. podcasts. I was like, oh, those are some golden nuggets. I got to I gotta re-rehash that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the longer version of that quote from the book is if we want to live a wholehearted life, We have to become intentional about cultivating rest and play, and we must work to let go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as Mm. self-worth. That hits home. Okay, we're we're ending that podcast right there. I want that. That is the last thing you're taking home with you today. We love you. Um, Thank you for listening. Katrina, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode because there's nuggets in here left and right. Have a great day, everybody, and stay healthy AF. Here we go. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.